Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title, I Prayed for This, in the sermon series, Do Well, Do Good. We're glad you're here. First Chronicles chapter four, starting at verse number nine. First Chronicles chapter four, starting at verse number nine. Amen. And if you're able to stand, please stand in reverence to reading of God's holy word. Amen. First Chronicles chapter four, verse nine. Y'all glad to be here today? Amen. 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 Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may cause, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. I want to preach from the topic today. I pray for this. I I pray for this. The life of the Christian is dependent upon our conversations with the Creator. Prayer allows the created to communicate with the God of the universe. Prayer gives humanity the ability to tell God the desires of our heart, but it also allows God to tell us the desires of his heart. Prayer reveals God's purpose for us, but it also allows us to make our requests known unto God. Prayer is the gateway to the presence of God. I've heard someone declare, what prayer can't do, can't be done. Do I have any witnesses in the house? And I've learned that in life, that whatever you need, it is found in prayer. Too often we go looking for things outside of who we are to become who God has called us to be. Too often we're dependent upon the applause or the likes or the follows on social media to depict who we are and to define our character and the person in which God had created us to be. My brothers and sisters, I want to tell you everything you need, you already have it. Amen. Yesterday, yesterday was the end of the Midwest Gospel Preaching Summit. And I was excited to have one of my visions come to pass, but I was excited that I was able to go home. Over the last few days, I've had to host other pastors. I've preached 
on Thursday. I've been ho uh, the MC of all of the services. I moderated a panel and I taught two classes. I was tired and just ready to go home. And as I attempted to leave the parking garage, I arrived to the kiosk and realized I did not have my ticket to exit the garage. I, I pressed the button that stated call in case of an emergency and no one answered. I, I tried to use previous tickets from other days, but they would not allow me to use those tickets. I wish I had a witness here. I, I, I pressed the button on the screen to, to, to pay because I had lost my ticket, but the amount was $75. And I'm a poor preacher, so I couldn't afford that. I'm upset now. I'm frustrated. I'm bothered. I'm confused. I'm talking to myself. Where did I put this ticket? What did I do with this ticket? I grudgingly back up from the kiosk and I was on my way upstairs to look for that ticket. And, and something told me in my spirit, Shaitan, something told me to look up. And when I looked up, I found my ticket in the visor of my car. I learned a lot in that moment. I learned a lot. Number one, you can't call on anybody in case of emergency. I should have called on God first. I wish I had a witness here. Number two, I learned that every day I must give God fresh prayers. Can't use the ones from yesterday. I wish I had a witness here. I got to give God fresh prayers. I, I learned that the, in that moment that when you feel enclosed, entrapped, when you feel as if you cannot escape the boundaries of life, when you want more than the normal, when you are looking past the ordinary, when your vision is bigger than your resources, what you need, you already have, but you need to look up to God in prayer. So the question today just might be, what should you know when you are praying for God to do something great in your life? What should you know? Number one, you should know who is responsible for you to prosper. You need to know who is responsible for you to prosper. Here in this text, we observe the writer is giving the genealogy of the family of Judah. He is declaring who's the father of each child is in chapters 1 through 4. And up to this ninth verse, the contents of the book only consist of names. But tucked in the middle of the family tree of Judah is the name of a man called Jabez. For some reason, the writer could not just list his name without saying who he is. It seems to be an independent passage of scripture that is theological in character, which means God 
had a purpose for defining who Jabez is. This man is unknown in scripture except of these two verses. And all through this book of Chronicles, the only thing you can see is uh, so-and-so begat so-and-so. But when you arrive to Jabez, he is known as a man of distinction. Text says that he was more honorable than his brothers. Due to him being known for prayer, his distinction is only because of his relationship with God. Maybe he, he's known for being many things. Maybe he's known uh, for, for not being many things. But one thing he is known for is having a relationship with God. And my brothers and sisters, I've done a lot in this little time I've been on earth. But more than anything, I want people to know me as being a child of the Most High God. I wish I had a witness. I, yeah, yeah, yes. I, I want people to know that I am a servant of the Most High God. When I die, my children, I hope they'll say I was a good dad. When, when I die, I hope my wife say I was a good husband. I, I, when I'm gone, I hope the church will testify I was a good pastor. But, but when, when my brother, when I die, I want my brothers or my sisters to say I was a good brother. But, but, but when I stand before God, I want him to say, well done. Good servant. I wish I had a witness. I, 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 I want to be known as a good servant of God. I know many want to be rich and help with long life free of physical illness. And some desire to be financially rich. But here in the text, before mentioning of anything else, we notice that this man was spiritually rich. His honorable status has only been obtained because of his obedience to the laws of the Lord. Can I tell you, if you want the Lord to enlarge your territory, it starts with obedience. Obedience is what produces miracles. There, there is a narrative in the Bible that speaks of three armies banding together to destroy Judah. But King Jehoshaphat, he does not call a strategic planning meaning on how to defend the city, but he calls a prayer meeting. Y'all not feeling me today. He calls for a prayer meeting and he asks the people to fast. And God tells Jehoshaphat there are three armies banded together, coming together to come and destroy Judah. And when they come, they're coming with weapons and they're going to fight against you. But what I want you all to do, I want you to go down to the river brook. And when you get to the river brook, I don't want you to take any weapons with you. I just need you to take some singers and some praisers. I wish I had a witness here. And, and, and while they are singing and praising God, the enemy turn on each other and the children of Judah are able to go and gather the spoil of the war. But my brothers and sisters, the victory did not come from the praise nor the singing. The victory came from the obedience. 
I wish I had a witness here. Because you have to be a strong man or woman of faith when God tells you to go fight a battle by singing and praising. When the enemy has knives and spears and guns, but God tells you to use your voice as your weapon. Is there anybody in the building that say, I'm going to trust God no matter how crazy it may sound? Obedience is what, what allows us to be the men and women that we are. Obedience allows us to have a prosperous life. It was not their praise. It was their obedience. And before this man of God, Jabez, requests God to enlarge his territory, he commits himself to prayer. His prayer is this, God, would you bless me with more? Can you increase what I already have? The problem with too many of us that we are too easily satisfied with where we are. Let me say that one more time. We, we are too easily satisfied with where we are. We don't want our territories to be enlarged. We're satisfied with what, what we have and, and not attempting to achieve what God has for us. Help us today, God. We're, we're, we're complacent with the little plots of land in this world that God has given us. And people who are complacent are motivated to ask God to do anything beyond what you see with your natural eye. But the Bible tells us, seek ye first. The kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. The Bible says that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. The best, he shows us how to depend on God to be responsible for our prosperity and not on our own abilities. This was a humble request because Jabez decides to put his trust in God to provide the blessing that he needed. Lord, would you bless me and expand what I already have? He didn't go to the king and ask the king to bless him. Help me today. He didn't go to the government and ask the government to bless him. He, he didn't go to friends and ask them to bless him. He says, Lord, if you bless me, because when you receive blessings from God, they come with more stability than from man. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And, and my brothers and sisters, I want to tell you, it's all right to ask God for more when you've learned how to handle what you already have. Some of us are praying for a beans, but we don't know how to use the bus pass in which we have. The stewardship money, and we must learn how to be good stewards over what we already have before we ask God to give us more. But there's nothing wrong with asking for more if you can handle it. Know who is responsible for you to prosper. Then you must know God's presence comes with his protection. 
He says that your hand will be with me and that you will keep me from evil. Jabez did not try to make a deal with God. When you make deals with God, you put a limit on the terms of the deal. The beautiful thing about just throwing yourself on the mercy of God is that God decides what's best for you. This man, he, he brought God in empty cup and asked God to fill it up as he saw fit. That's a prayer of faith. That when you allow God to decide what to fill your cup with and how high to fill it. That's saying, God, I trust you. Jabez's prayers, his prayer, uh, he prays, Lord, I want more. But I also need you. <laughs> God, I want more. Enlarge my territory. But I also need your hand. Let me, let, me, let me try it again. He says, God, give me more. But don't give me more if you're not going with me. Lord, give me more. But give me your presence also. Help us today, God. Give, give, give me more, but also give me your presence. Jabez realized that he didn't just need someone who was only able to bless him, but he needed someone who was able to keep him. His cry was that thy hand may be upon me. And this is a witness to his sense of values. He valued the presence of God when asking for blessings from God. He says, give me your hand to go with me with the blessing. My brothers and sisters, we need to know that we need God's presence in order to make it in this mean and cruel world. So, God, I don't want the promotion if you're not being in the office with me. I don't want the spouse, help us today, but if you're not going to be in this marriage with me. I, I, I don't want this vehicle, but if you're not going to be the one protecting me. I know I have insurance, but, God, I need you. Keep your hand upon me. If your hand is on me, it will always remind me that you're with me. And if I can feel your hand, I don't have to fear whatever comes my way. If your hand is on me, it'll catch me from falling. If your hand is on me, it'll lift me when I'm down. If your hand is on me, it'll heal me when I'm sick. If your hand is on me, it'll strengthen me when I'm weak. If your hand is on me, it'll guide me when I'm lost. God, enlarge my territory, but I don't want to go by myself. I need you you to go with me. God, put your hand on me. But also, God, I need you to protect me from evil. He asked God to put a restraining order on the devil. The more God blesses you, the more Satan sets his sights on you. I think Biggie, Biggie Smalls put it this way, uh, more money. Okay, we got some rapper. 
more problems. Is that right, DJ Ace? I said, right? More money, more problems. Success is a great opportunity for failure. Let me say that one more time. Success is a great opportunity for failure if we are not alert. The higher you go, the further you can fall. Jabez knew Satan would try to use his coming blessings as an, as an attempt to, uh, to tempt him to become independent from God. But before the evil one did anything, this man of God praised God, keep me from evil. He says, Lord, I know if you bless me. There are going to be some traps set by the enemy. So please don't allow me to fall for the traps. Traps of self-dependency. Where I'm depending on me and not depending on God. Traps of overtime on the weekend. I wish I had a witness. And now you're missing time with God, communal time with God in the church. Traps of fame and popularity that causes you to get the big head and think where you are. You made it on your own. Traps that causes you to fall for the schemes and the tricks of the enemy. Jabez is praying, Lord, Keep me from these traps that, I, that separates me from you, which means I want you, God, more than I want the blessing. But if you give me the blessing, give me your hand. And if I can get your hand, I can get your protection. Let me say that one more time. Lord, Lord I, I want you to bless me. I want you to enlarge my territory. Give me more than I already have, but I need your hand. And I need you to keep me from evil. Have you ever had a child, you're holding their hand while they're walking across the street? And that child sees something and attempts to run in the street, but a car is coming. But because your hand was holding the child, you kept them from being hit by a car or a truck. Is there anybody that could testify, God has been holding my hand? I wish I had a witness. God has been holding my hand. I've seen some stuff. I ran towards some stuff. I wanted to do some things. I wanted to go some places. But just when I was about to get there, God snatched me. Is there anybody just can thank God? He held my hand and he snatched me from going down the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He held me when I couldn't hold myself. He was leading me when I didn't know which way to go. And just before I fell for the trap, he pulled me back. 
Is this your testimony? Is this your testimony? Yeah, we've all been in some weak places before when we thought we had it all together and we thought we was on the right track and we were seeking after those things that, that were glamoring and glistening and they was all looking all pretty and things like that. But then God says, no, no, that's not for you. Let me pull you back. And, and when he pulled you back, you went back and you saw, God, I thank you that you you kept me from some things I didn't even know was going to hurt me. God, I know they didn't promote me on that job, but the person they did promote, they fired them already. That could have been me. God, I know you didn't kept me from some stuff, and since you hold it, my hand, I can say thank you, Jesus. Poor man. Stop me in my tracks, preventing me from going down the wrong way and getting hit by the cars of divorce, cars of depression, cars of uh, uh, being fired from your job and not having enough to pay your bills. He held my hand. Keep me from evil. Finally, and I'm finished. We're done already. Amen. You must know yourself personally. You're going to pray for God to give you this big blessing, and I hope you all are praying for God to do great things in your life, and you're not settling just from what you see, and you want God to do something greater in your life. I pray that that is your prayer. God, I don't like where I like where I am, but I want better. Can I, I'm not a prosperity preacher at all. Please don't get it confused at all. No, I'm not preaching from prosperity, telling you you can name it and claim it, call it in the hall and gab it and grab it, reach it and get it. No, you got to be able to trust in the name of God and trust what God is doing in your life and continue to be obedient to God and watch God do miracles for you. He says, he says, keep me. Put your hand on me. Keep me from evil. Why? That I may not cause pain. That I may not cause pain. Tobias, he prayed, God, I want you to bless me. Give me more by enlarging my territory. Mount Zion, that's our prayer right now. We want God to enlarge our territory as we plan to build this new building. Amen? And, and we can't get this big building with little faith and disobedience. But we must be faithful to God and obedient to God and watch God enlarge our territory. That's, that was a commercial break. It, well, but I need, I need you, he says, I need you to be with me Keep me from evil. But now he says, I need you to keep me from me. We'll mess some stuff up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, sometimes we, we, we're our own worst enemy. Hey. He, 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 this man, he understands that he had some external enemies 
but he also has some internal issues. He acknowledges that it is not always the devil's fault. Amen. The devil don't always make you do it. Sometimes you just choose to do it on your own. Jabez was aware of his own issues, so he, his prayer is, Lord, save me from me. Watch this. His name literally means he afflicts or gives pain. That's his name. He was asking God not to allow his name to characterize his destiny. Jabez called on God to turn any possible disaster into a blessing. And I believe God wanted us to read about this man to give us a reminder that pain doesn't have to be the last word in our lives. God wanted to prove to us that his power can overcome the liabilities of our past and our present. And many of us, we have allowed our names to hinder our blessings. We're afraid to go buy a house because uh, we won't be approved for the loan because of our name. We won't step out and start the business because no one with my name has ever done this before. We, we, don't, we won't invest in the stock market because people with my name, we don't do things like that. And today God is saying, I'm freeing you from what they named you and blessing you with progress. So the shout in the text is, after he prayed, the Bible says, so God granted him what he requested. <laughs> Girl, stop. God granted him what he requested. Okay. He prayed. And the end of this pericope, this passage of scripture, the Bible says, and God granted him what he requested. No, no, no. Y'all still not catching it. Let me, I'm, I'm, I'm about done. I'm just going to give you Bible one more time. He prays. Lord, um, Bless me. Lord, enlarge my territory. Lord, put your hand on me. Keep me from evil. And help me not to hurt somebody else. And the Bible says, and the Lord granted him what he requested. I, 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 I just believe, I don't know about you, and I was telling uh, some people this morning, I don't know about you, but I believe I'm God's favorite. That's just me. I don't know how you feel, but I just believe I'm God's favorite. And if he did it for this man in the Bible, I was, 
If he did it for, for this man in the text where we don't see his life story, we don't know what he did, all we get is a few verses about this man, and God granted him his prayer request. Can I tell you something? We all can be God's favorite and not feel as if God is showing favoritism. I wish I had a witness here that you can thank God that if he did it back then, he's able. And the proof is here in the text. If he did it for Jabez, I wish I had a witness here. If he did it for this man, he's able to do it for me. God enlarged my territory. Here, here it is. Here it is. His request is given because of his obedience to the will of God. The Bible says he was honorable, which means he trusted in God. And he pursued God in prayer. He depended on God and he acknowledged his own personal issues. God, I want you to bless me. But if you bless me, I know me. You give me something, God. I know I might act a fool with it, right? I promise y'all, um, I thank God for the gifts he has given me. But if the Lord had gave me the gift to sing, <laughs> I, I, I want the preaching and the singing, but if I could sing, I promise you, there wouldn't be enough room in this house for my head. Amen. My head would be too big. You hear what I'm saying? God knew how to keep me humble. <laughs> you got to know yourself. He knew himself. God, if you, if you bless me, make sure you are with me. And if you're with me, I know you're going to lead me and your hand will be upon me and you'll keep me from evil. Jabez's request is given. And of all the names listed in this, this book of Chronicles, he's singled out because he takes a leap of faith and prays for what he wants. It doesn't say that the enlarging of territory was the will of God for his life. It's his desire. It's his requests, right? This stewardship money, and all the time we talk about how to handle what you have, but now we got to figure out how to get what, more of what we already have. And it comes from prayer. He prays while everyone else was praying ritual prayers. Jabez stepped out of the box and say, God, I don't know what everyone else is asking for, but I need you to enlarge my territory, which means you got to learn how to ask God for something that he's not giving other people because what God has for you, what they say, it is for you. 
If you want to be prosperous, you have to do what others are not willing to do. You have to have a crazy faith with a crazy work ethic. I'm finished. I'm done right here. I wanted to holler a little while today, but God not letting me. Let me tell you, you must have crazy faith with a crazy work ethic. Because the Bible says faith without works is dead. So you must learn how to couple work with faith. And here, enlarge your territory. I'm finished. <laughs> I'm done. The best testimony is this. I prayed for this. I prayed for this. Tell don't get mad at me. Get mad at God. God gave me this. God blessed me with this. God gave me this intellectual ability to have foresight and see beyond what's in front of me. God gave me this. I, I, I prayed for this. God, God, God blessed me with what I have. It, it, it wasn't just because of who I am, but it was because of my prayers and stepping out when everyone else wanted to stay in the boat and made myself uncomfortable. I prayed for this. So you can hate me all you want. But don't hate me. Hey God, because God is responsible for everything I have, but I pray for this. Amen. Amen. I hope that was helpful for you today. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.